Uh, I've started by thanking people. Praise the Lord. And today my message is actually on Thanksgiving. Timothy said, in the last days, perilous times will come and people, one of the things that people will do among being wicked and evil, rebellious and lovers of money and wickedness, and that's what we are witnessing today. He also says they will be thankless, ungrateful people. And I can tell you, this few years I have lived on this earth, I'm experiencing, I'm seeing that today. When I was growing up, you know, we were taught to honor and to respect and to be grateful for every small thing that somebody does to you. We were taught to say thank you. We were taught to respect the elderly. Anyone who was senior than you, you were taught to respect, including even the boys who are senior than us, though they are still boys and we are boys. They would remind us when you try to show them like you are equal, they would remind you that I'm older than you. And that word will just intimidate you. And you realize I'm supposed to honor and respect this person. Today, those of you that ride in buses and matatus, during those days you would enter into a bus. I don't know whether nowadays this people still start, maybe not because of the mechuki, whatever. Those days you would enter into a bus and half of the population is supposed to be studying and a few that are seated. If I found myself seated and I saw an elderly lady come in or an elderly man come in, it was automatic. In fact, you would see like three, four people studying for that one, for that person. Today, young people, it's not the case. It's my right. We are all equal. If I ever went into a washroom and I found an elderly man, I would move back. Because it was not normal for me to share the same urino with him. Today, I find some youth, young people just following Baba Moi. Florence is defending them, saying they don't know. No, it's not that they don't know. It is the time we are in. It is the evil that is permeating through the wickedness that is there that has affected even the good people, the good morals, you know. It's there. You know, small girls pushing their mothers in the wash in the washroom. It's happening even here. This is not what supposed to be. Honor, respect, be grateful. How many times? Even the beggars on the street, sometimes I do it deliberately. I give and I look at the fellow and he walks away to the next car. There's something. It's, this, this word entitlement, hakietu, you know, has spoiled everything. He's a beggar. You've given him. It may not be a lot of money. 
20 shillings, 10 shillings, or even 50 shillings. And you just walk away. Well, one, once in a while, you find one that says, Mungu wa kubariki sana, and I say, wow, that's, a, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah? And you feel like you would like to tell, hey, come back. Some more. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Praise God. We need to be thankful. Has God been good to you? You need to be thankful. Has he done something to you? You need to be thankful. Do you have a story to tell of where you have come from? Just look back and see where you have come from and where you are today. Sometimes when I remember who I am and where I have come from, I say, God, how can I thank you? Because I don't deserve to be where I am today. But look at what God has done. He has raised me, has blessed me, has allowed me to start before you great men and women of God. Praise the Lord. I should be thankful to the Lord. Yes, it is sometimes hard because of what you are going through. But do not allow, do not let that one thing that you consider to be a difficult situation in your life or a setback make you forget the many, many uncountable good things the Lord has done in your life. Amen? Thankfulness is a way of worship. When the woman of God was bleeding the worship, she said, we do not allow us to go back with our praises. Lord, do not allow us to go back. May we not go back with our thanksgiving. We came to thank you. May we truly then thank you. What was going on in our minds, even when we were coming? This problem, that problem, that issue. But we can't see the many things that God has done for us. Amen? I know we are living in a very tough time. The resources are dwindling. Instead of increasing what you had, it seemed like you're losing. It's tough time, yes. But even during this tough time, has the Lord not been good to you? Has he not been good to you? You drove from your house to this place, or you rode, you, you entered into a bus, you came to this place, or you walked. Didn't he protect you? If our eyes are to be opened, we see the number of accidents that probably took place between 6 a.m. and this time that you are coming to church. You'll be amazed. So many people have lost their life. But you are here. Learn to be grateful. Amen? Let's not join those that have been spoken about by Timothy. 
that in the last days, perilous time will come, difficulty, bad time, people will be wicked. The level of wickedness will increase. And one of them is that they will become so ungrateful, not just to people, but even to their God. told you this story of this tycoon See, some people went to his house and they were believers they said they want to pray and it was those days when Kenya power had not connected many, many people in the village. So though he was a tycoon, there was no electricity in his house. So when people say that we would like to pray, he said, what? So he went, he removed a spotlight, you know, and he put it on. And, you know, Directing it uh, around the house and under the tables and whatever and whatever. And he asked him, can you check? You know? And he put it in Kikuyu. Those of you that uh, can understand the language. Now that you know the atiriris, eh? Atiriris is just yawa. <laughs> yeah? Tajiratiriri. You know? Then I poverty. You know, just show me where in this house where there is a trace of poverty. Yeah? For us to pray. What are you praying about? That's how arrogant people are today. We may think it is just that one, but that's how people are today. It's like, why do we have to go to church? Why do you go to church? Have you ever been asked that question by some of your peers? Do you still go to church? You're still in that business of going to church? What? what? It's like, what are you lacking? Yeah? In other words, it is now to the young people, it is cool not to go to church. That's where the problem is. Because that's why the world is decaying. And soon, we'll have no world, we'll have no society. Because when you bring up a generation that doesn't know how to be grateful, how to respect seniors, then it is free for all. You'll be insulted by your son, your daughter, and it will be like, yeah, why did he tell me that? It's my right. Praise the Lord. In the book of Luke chapter 17, there's a story 
We know it of the ten rappers. We may have even talked about it, but just allow me to to use it for what I want to say to us or what we are saying this morning. Luke chapter 17 from verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy or pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed or healed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed or he was well, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked were not all ten cleansed? There were, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. We're talking about um, giving thanks, being grateful. And here you can see 10 people that had leprosy. Leprosy was a disease that attacked the skin and it was so bad that it would get to a level where your flesh starts even falling off. And it was considered to be a contagious disease. So if one got leprosy, it was also a disease that the Jews considered to be an unclean disease. So when you get got leprosy, it is like you are defiled. And therefore, you are removed or separated from the rest of the society and kept outside, away from people. And you would be given something like a bell that you are supposed to ring just in case you are moving and you are passing and there are people for them to know that you have leprosy so that they would keep away from you because you are not supposed to be in contact with the rest of the society. So these 10 happen to be 
turned people who had leprosy. We do not know whether they were related. Chances are they were not related. But they have been cast away by their relatives. And because they had something in common, they decided to come together. And they were staying together away from the other members of society. They were cast away. And as Jesus was passing by, we are told, traveling from Jerusalem at the border between Samaria and Gariri, these ten happened either to hear someone talk about him they happened to know that he was passing by. And we are told at a distance they stood because they are not supposed to approach him, all the people. They are supposed to start at a distance. And the only thing they could do is now to shout. And they called out the Bible says in a loud voice. And they said, Master, have mercy on us. I want you to know something. Replosy was not a disease that was curable. So they were not out there hoping that one day they will get healed and then come back to the society. Their fate had already been decided. They had a disease that is not curable. But Jesus is passing by. And they may have heard. Clippers have walked. Men with withered hands have been healed. It was their chance. Because he happened to be passing by through near where they were. They were not going to waste it. Their needs drove them. And though they were at a distance, they were proud. They shouted. Praise God. Because they had a need. They were not going to be shy about it. Even as we are talking about thanksgiving, I also want to speak to you. Let your need drive you to seek for help. Don't be ashamed or shy about your need. Because there may be help coming by. They shouted. They knew their disease is uncurable. But they have heard that people are being healed. Blind eyes are opening. So there is a possibility that even this uncurable disease can be cured. And they shouted. They were proud about their problem. And the Bible does say, when he saw them, And he saw them because they shouted. 
they draw his attention by shouting. Brethren, let's not be shy about our needs. There are some of us here who have never shared their problem with anybody. And you are dying with it. Don't die with your problem. Go public. You need help. There is help outside there. The only way they will know that you need help is when you pronounce yourself and your situation. The Bible says when he saw them, seeing them, he did not just see them. He saw that they were lepers. And he told them, go show yourself to the priest. Because it was a requirement. The only person who can clear you of leprosy is a priest. So Jesus is telling them, now... Go show yourself to the priest. We are not told that he healed them. He said, go yourself, show yourself to the priest. In other words, for him, their faith, he had already healed them. But the manifestation was not yet. But he told them, go show yourself to the They walked and went. The Bible says, on the way, they noticed. They were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. In other words, they were healed. One of them, when he saw, he was healed. One of them, when he saw he was done, what? Healed. He came back. And he came back praising God. Again, in a loud voice. Remember, when they needed help, they were loud about it. He has come back all alone. Praising God, not praising God, I'm grateful I've been healed. But God, you know I'm healed. Himself, even before he reported to the priest, he came back to Jesus. He came back to Jesus to worship. Came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. The possibility that the other nine were Jews. And he was a Samaritan. I told you something about uh, entitlement, isn't it? It's ridiculous. For the nine allow me to Call them the Jews. I don't know. But, but I suspect maybe they were. Because why is it so specific that this one was a Samaritan? 
For the other nine, they were entitled. After all, this Jesus is a Jew. And because it was their right, they did not think it is really necessary to go back and say thank you. That's how sometimes we are. We feel I am entitled to this. Let me just give a very simple example. You are married lady. You have a husband. He buys you something. And he gives it is to you. So you are the wife, isn't it? He's supposed to buy me that watch. He's supposed to buy me that dress. So what's the point of telling him, honey, thank you. Self-entitlement. You've gotten to that level where you feel you are entitled. Please, it is dangerous to get to that level of self-entitlement. That's what we are seeing. Hakietu. Hakietu. It is our right. This has to be done for us. Hakietu. Hakietu. And when everything has been done for them, they never come back to say, we have now come, we Hakietu, to say thank you for what you did to us. You'll only see them when things are not working. This one man, Samaritan, came back, worshipped God, praised God, fell down on Jesus' feet and thanked him. When was the last time that you fell down on Jesus' feet to thank him? I'm not talking about here in church. When was the last time that in your place or place or wherever you are, that you felt, Jesus, I'm so grateful to you. And you're on your knees worshiping him. The Bible says in everything do what? Give thanks. We look at our situation. Even when things are good, we rarely. Sometimes when we are excited about things, we will be grateful. But look at these characters. They were, or look at this Samaritan. Forget about the others, because I don't know what happened. He would have said, I've been sick. I've been having this condition for all these years. I've been away from members of my society. I am now healed. I need to go back home for them to see I am healed. They should have been the first one. My wife should be the first one or my mother or my father. Look at that guy who told me to go away. I'm not even going to go to the priest first. I want to go and show myself to them so that they can see I am well. Sometimes that's how we behave. He would have looked at his problem and said, I have suffered for a very long time. Let me go home and rest. I've not had a good meal. Because I tell you, 
they were at the masses of the members of the society. They would throw food to them, not take food. You throw it because you don't want to get near them. Yeah. So if you know they are on that compound, you get somewhere where you can be able to throw, you throw it, then they can come and correct it. But even in this difficult situation, this man went back to thank the Lord. In difficulty situations, learn to thank the Lord. Amen? And Jesus asked him, where were not all ten cleansed? Where are there? Nine. Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? In fact, that's a confirmation that clearly the others were Jews, except for this foreigner. Where are the other nine? Let me ask that question. Where are the other nine? When it comes to worship and thanking God, when it comes to giving for thanksgiving, when it comes to praise and worship, where are the other nine? Except for this one foreigner. Brethren, let's not fulfill the scriptures. There's a scripture, I think, in the book of Acts 13. That says, Sabbath after Sabbath, they went to the synagogues. That Sabbath after Sabbath, they were in the synagogue. But they fulfilled the scripture. The only way they fulfill the scriptures is by denying him Christ and crucifying him. But Sabbath after Sabbath, they were in the synagogue, fulfilling the scripture. But they fulfilled the scripture. You can imagine all that has been spoken about Christ by the prophets in the Old Testament. That it is recorded. The only way they fulfilled the scripture is by taking him to the cross because it has already been prophesied and spoken about among many things that will happen. That there are people who will take him to the cross. But remember the same scripture talks about him healing, coming to heal, coming to restore. You know, the many things he was coming as a messiah. But they never fulfilled the scripture. They never received him as a messiah. They fulfilled the scripture by crucifying him. May you not fulfill the scripture by being ungrateful. Because there's a scripture that says in the last days, and I've repeated that, 2 Timothy chapter 3, I think verse 2. In the last days, perilous time will come. People will be ungrateful. May we not have ungrateful people in this house. May we be grateful. May we be people who worship God. And I want you to understand what worship is all about. It's being thankful to God. 
Why are you thankful? Because God has been gracious to you. And he is always gracious. You cannot thank him enough. Tell me anyone who can say, today I have really worshipped him. I have thanked I am so tired. I think now I can take a break for the next one year. That is enough. It is just like saying, now I've eaten enough food for one full year. Have you ever eaten, you feel like I'll never eat again? I don't want to say on Friday, someone, somewhere. Feeling like you cannot eat anything else. You only be a fool if you say, now this is enough for one year. You know, by the following day, midday, you'll be looking for something to eat. Again, I don't want to say anything about somebody. Do you know that's how we behave? We think we've done enough for God. We think I gave enough that that sacrifice was really big. You know, I have really supported this work. That sacrifice, you know, I've been coming to church every morning I'm there. You know, on Sunday, that, I think that is enough now. God, we've done. Have you ever felt like, you know, I've done so much? Huh? How? It's just like saying, now I'm not going to eat again. Because thanksgiving, praise the Lord, has a lot of benefits. The reason why you live today, it's because when you learn to thank God, you open doors for more to come your way. Look at what happened to this man. Then the Lord Jesus said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I want to believe the nine, they may have gotten healed of reprocy, but they were not well. Amen? Because that word well, you know, your faith has made you well. They never got that. He only said, were they not ten who are cleansed? They were cleansed. And before I just close, I'm going to show you the difference between those three words. To be cleansed, to be healed, and to be well. But Jesus, because he came back, he got something. He got more than the other. He was made well. Or rather, whole. Yes, he had reprocy. But let me, let me just say, who knows whether he had cancer of the liver. He probably had seen leprosy, but inside him, he had cancer of the liver. Have you ever gone to a doctor and you're going to be checked of something and the doctor decides to do some checkup and then something shows and he says, eh, there's something here that we need to investigate. When they do further investigation, you have a mass. When they do more investigation, that's not just a growth. It is cancerous. 
when they do further investigation, it has been there for a long time. It is on an advanced stage. It is stage four. But you've never felt anything. But it, it is inside. It is eating from inside. Now you need to understand why you need to be made well. Why you need to be made whole. A lifestyle of thanksgiving. That's one of my points. The first one I said, be loud about your issue. And once you've been sorted about, be loud about what has been done. Come back with a loud voice. Let the public know this is what God has done. Take action. Don't just say, it's okay. The Lord will understand. How many of us have actually said, he, but you know he understands. Hmm? He understands. I'm grateful in my heart. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go back to the pastor to say, pastor, you prayed and the Lord has healed me. I don't need to share testimony. Many times we beg you to give testimonies. Now, giving a testimony is actually taking action and being public about what God has done in your life. We are not being proud. We are not trying to show anything, you know. I know there are those who do it for sure, but that's not what we do. Yeah? And no, though we, 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 we take the video, whatever, you have not heard us, you know, sending it to the media and using it. No, we will not do, do that. And you will never do that. But when you testify, you are being, you know, be, show some action about what you're saying. Let people see you, you know. Don't just say, I'm grateful to you, Lord, in your small place. Come out of there. Testify about it. Because God is honored and glorified. When this foreigner came back, the Samaritan, he came back in public. He made a public pronouncement. He knelt down before Jesus in front of people. People saw him down. People saw him worshiping Jesus. Why are we ashamed sometimes? Even to kneel down. Sometimes the Spirit of the Lord presses you, kneel down. You say, ah, this floor is too cold. And it is, I can tell you. Like today, he. But I'm not telling you to do it just for the sake of it. Don't do it because I've done it. You don't know what's going on in my heart. You don't know where, what the Lord has done. I may be that foreigner. But if the Lord impresses in your heart to lie on the floor, please do it. Don't be ashamed. You are the only one who knows where you have come from and what God has done to you. And who knows, maybe by lying on that floor, the Lord will be so impressed and say, my daughter, rise up. Your faith or your action has made you well, that growth that you had not even known it is there, it is taken away. And you enjoy divine health. Amen. Learn to be grateful. Learn to be a worshiper. 
and do it in public. Don't be ashamed about it. Sometimes we come here and uh, we are shouting and I look at some people and they're feeling like, ah, do I really want to be identified with these guys? And I can tell you there are people who come here, they say, well, looks a good church, but they are too noisy. They are too loud. And they walk away. Now we don't blame them. But for us, we are foreigners. We are the Samaritan. We have a story that you don't know. We don't just shout for the sake of it. We shout there's something we know that probably you don't know. We know where we have come from. We know who we worship. We know why we are not ashamed about him. And we will continue to honor and to worship him. A lifestyle of thankfulness will lead to a lifestyle of wellness. Amen? Life, a lifestyle of thankfulness. If you develop that, I can assure you, it will be a lifestyle of wellness. Amen? When you are thankful, do you know you cannot be stressed if you are thankful? Tr stress and someone who is thankful are not compatible. compatible. You cannot be depressed if you learn to thank God or to thank people for what they have done in your life. Because you'll be so appreciative of anything that has been done to you that this one that looks like a mountain, you will not allow it to develop, to bring depression or stress in your life. So if you one way of, of living, and as well as thank God, is the lifestyle of thankfulness is a lifestyle of stress-free, it's a lifestyle of wellness, no depression for those that are thankful, because people who are thankful are actually also happy people. You cannot fight someone who is all gloom. No. If you are thankful, it shows on your face. Sinikweli. Somebody who is coming to say thank you for what you did to them, they don't never come to you with a gloomy face. You can see it on their face. There is something in them. Whether they are bringing a gift to say thank you for what you did to them, they come. You can see it on their face. It's shining. So if you want to overcome stress and depression, learn to be thankful and grateful. I told you I'll give you the, the meaning of those three words. Let me just uh, get to it. I hope it will not disappoint me. Yeah. This is what it says, courtesy of Google. Look at verse 15. One of them, when he saw he was healed, and you can stop there. Look at that word. One of them, when he saw he was done, what? Healed. 
Initially, the first word was they went and they were cleansed. But one of them, when he saw, he was healed. That word healed in Greek, it says, hiatha. In Greek, it is, it's, 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 um, the word is hiatha. And this is what it means, which is a purely medical term. It means to med, to repair. It's like a broken bone. Finally, medding. This guy was all patched up. Get it? That's a medical term. In Greek, it's here. The guy was broken. But the word means medding. This guy is patched up. He is completely taken care of. When he realized that is what has happened to him because his life was broken. How many of us seated here whose lives has been broken? But the Lord called us, put us together. Hear that, us. You've been put together. Your life is murdered. You can smile again. A year ago, you could not smile. Two years ago, you could not smile. But today, you are smiling. What has the Lord done to you? He has healed you. He has made you. He has healed you. When he saw that, we are told he came back. On a loud voice, praising the Lord. Look at the other, the other word. Verse 17. We are not all cleansed. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Again, stop there. And this is now a different word than hiatha. This is, I like this, katharidoso. Katharidoso. <laughs> In Greek. Okay? The root word for our katheta. You know katheta, isn't it? If here somebody has been catheter, you know, whether it's you know in the in the heart or in, in the whatever, it's let, 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 let's just see what the catheter is. Um, the root word for our catheter, it too is a medical word. In the part for it means remove the impurities, the work of a catheter. It is to help remove the impurities in your body. When a doctor inserts a heart cath or a geoprast or whatever might remove a blockage of, you know, an artery, it will cause healing. Naturally, the Jewish connotation of this word are important to, to be cleansed was exactly what the priest would be looking for and would declare it carried some religious overtone. In other words, this guy has been gathered, made it together. The process continues. The impurities in his body has been catharidosed or catheter. Now you understand. You can see the process. Him, 
healed, cleansed, all the impurities removed. Praise God. It was supposed to be three, isn't it? So which was, which was the other one? To be well. Let's see. And that was where? Verse 19. Then Jesus said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. And now look at one word. In verse 19, Jesus says to this very thankful man, Rise, go, your faith has made you well. Made you well, that's a different word. It's not a medical word necessarily, although it was used to describe the safe delivery of a baby. This is the word sudoso, which means saved. You're getting it. Look at this, this person. Now, he's made it. Okay? He's made cleanse. All the impurities have been removed. The next thing is now for this person to be saved. And let's see what uh, finally says. The Greek use, use, used it for people who escaped dangerous situations. Sailors surviving a storm at sea had been saved. They said, Sudoso. You're getting it. And it says, when Matthew began his gospel, he started with a Christmas story. The angel told Joseph to name the Christ child Jesus because that name meant that he would save people from their sins. In other words, he would sudoso the people. So when you learn to be thankful, you enter into this process of being totally saved. You are cleansed, or rather you are healed, murdered together. All the impurities, because a catheter has to be put inside you, to remove the hidden waste that cannot be removed normally by your organs because they are not well. So once you've been purified, the organs are revived. Now that's where now you now get saved, all whole, all sodosut. Sodosut, whatever it is. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We need to allow you to go home so that we can allow the second service to start. But I hope this morning you have learned the importance of thanksgiving, being grateful to the Lord and to anybody who does something to you. Learn to appreciate. You live a stress-free life. Amen? You just say the life of a lifestyle of thankfulness brings a lifestyle of wellness. May the Lord bless you. Let's stand on our feet. And take a minute. Now you know what to do. Don't ask for bread. Don't ask for water. Don't ask for another blanket. Thank God for the one that you have, even though you need another one because of the weather. At least appreciate the Lord for what he has done. Take a minute in your own language. Thank him. Lift up your hands to him. Just lift up your hands. Lift up the hands to the Lord. It's a way of also thank, showing him that you are grateful. Lord Jesus, we thank you for 
many things. We cannot be able to number them. But allow us to just say thank you for dying on that cross for each one of us. Because before you died on that cross, we were lepers. We had leprosy. Our lives were broken. We were hopeless. The society had rejected us. But when you went on that cross, you paid the full price and you said it is finished. Thank you, dear Jesus. Because we were made whole. You paid it in totality. Today we are whole. Today we are well. Today we are cleansed. We have hope. Lord Jesus in our hearts. Lord, may you help us to live a lifestyle of thankfulness. May we not look into the troubles and the small pains that we go through on this earth that can never be compared with your goodness and your provision. May we be grateful and grateful always. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father, for the food that we eat. Thank you for the water that we drink. Thank you for the air that we breathe. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed us you have made us citizen of a country that is peaceful, O oh Lord. We are grateful today. And we lift up our hands and our voices and proclaim, You are worthy of praise and all worship for what you have done and what you will do. Blessed be your holy name. Lord, thank you for this day. Order our footsteps. Let this week, I pray to you that this that have risen to me, Lord, use it as a week of thanksgiving and praise and worship in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. God bless you. Make this week a week of thanksgiving. Look for some people that have done something in your life. And even if you told them thank you, please, Somebody has made some contribution in your life. Whoever it is, look for them. Call them up. Just tell them, thank you for what you did. And if you have a gift, gift them. Amen? But let's spend this week, you know, this week as a week of thanksgiving. When we gather on Sunday, let it be, it's our first Sunday, let it be a thanksgiving Sunday. Come prepared to thank God. Come prepared to be round about what God has done in your life. And if you have a gift, you can come with. But you do not have to carry a gift if you don't have it. Do not Come! Let's gift yourself to the Lord. That's what the woman of God said to. Just gift yourself to the Lord. 